Get the kick right out of your radio. This is Radio Contact. Devil the Detail Podcast. I'm Rob Parks and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devil Germany show this week as ever we are Paul White. Is that right, Paul? Hey Rob, you okay? How's your week been, mate? Yeah, alright, not too bad. Busy, busy. As, as usual, we're working bits and pieces, but yeah, doing alright, mate, doing alright. Yeah, lots of stuff to talk about on this week's show. We've got the re- review of the game against St. Helens, a defeat there. Interviews with Lamatazzi and Jake Shorrocks. We've got Watson, Ian Watson in coach's corner. We've got all the news coming out of Salford Devils this week. Paul's amateur report and I'm going to preview the Wigan game on Friday night. So what we'll do, we'll start with that defeat against Settlers last week. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your big match review. Salford Devils were defeated at home to Settlers. 60 points to 10, Paul. Uh, St. Helens ended up with 12 men after getting a player sent off and it was a bit of a, a disappointing night for Salford. Yeah, it was a very disappointing night. I mean, let's not take anything away from St. Helens. They played really well on the night, performed really well. They've got some special players in that side. You know, ben Barber being one of them, he's probably been the difference between the two sides in, in both the games, really. Well, perhaps not the difference at Salford. Let's, let's have it right, Salford were poor and deserve to get beat. And I think the worrying thing for me and and you as supporters, we've discussed it, is is how poorly we performed with, um, against the 12 men. Um, you would have thought, you would have thought we wouldn't have had as many gaps in the side. I mean, if you take the score, I think it, we, we lost uh, the first half 28, oh, before we had the man set up, it was 28 points to six. And I think they scored 32 points when they were down to 12 men. So they scored more points when they had a man less. So that that's the worrying thing, really, how, how they seem to find gaps and, and things when uh, when they were down to 12 men but credit to St. Helens played really well but we were very very ordinary I think in attack and defence and that's something we need to patch up soon yeah I think Saints obviously worked on that Paul they knew that Rob Louie was, was not going to play so you know we lacked that bit of spark didn't we and, and they kind of played that to their advantage even with 12 men you know we didn't really look like we were going to sort of break over did we and score no not at all no that was um I mean, we've got injuries at the moment. I've just seen the 19-man squad for the game against Wigan. There's quite a few people out, long-term injuries as well. And Josh Jones, a big miss, and nine levels going off in that game against St. Helens didn't help. That was a, that was a blow. Robert Louis as well was missing from the side. But you can't. You 60 points is 60 points. You would expect a championship side to do better than that against St. Helens. No disrespect to those lower championship sides like Hornets, Sheffield, Swinton. You'd have expected them to, to do as well as that against St. Helens in a cup tie, wouldn't you? So to lose 60 points to 10 at all, I think, is very poor. Very, very poor. And especially when they've got 12 men as well. They were just cutting us to pieces. And there were times in that second half where they were, they were, they were toying with the St. Helens, really, weren't they? And taking the mickey out of us. So there was a lesson, lesson learnt there. And I think some of the players need to... You know, put, put their ideas up and, uh, and go again. It's, that game's gone now. There's no point we keep dwelling on it. But the uh, the difficult thing is, it's Super League, and we've got Wigan away this this week. So it's uh, you know, there's no rest. 
Yeah, talking about Wigan, Jake Shorrocks came in for the injury Rob Lewis. Um, you know, he, he did better for me in this in this game than he did in his debut. Um, you know, little John and him mixed it up a little bit, uh, but I'm sure you know after a you know, couple of weeks if Louis's not back, uh, they'll get better. You know, in time. Yeah, certainly. Well, it was a blow with with, with Nile going off because you know, Shorrocks had to move back to the fullback position and he struggled there, didn't he? He, he knocked on, he made a couple of mistakes, and uh, you know, he's a young kid working his way in the game, isn't he? So you've, you've got to give him a chance to, to settle into the side. It was disappointing in the way we got. We had quite a few season season pros out in that side there, and the way we we sort of capitulated and, and let those those tries. The defence was really poor, and you know, our our side this season's been built around good defence, hasn't it? And, that's probably the, the first time really this season that we've been absolutely plastered. I know, I know we lost on the, the first game of the season against Wigan, but it wasn't wasn't anywhere in like that defeat on on Thursday. So let's just hope that's out of our system now because it, it was a big blow and it's a big blow to your points difference as well in the league. We was above Wakefield, weren't we before before that game, and then that blow to our points difference has now dropped us back down. Yeah, Matthew Lees was was sent off for a swinging arm on the uh, nine levels. Paul, you think it's the right decision? It's definitely sending off. Um, I think the way things are going now, Rob. Yeah, I mean, maybe twenty years ago it wasn't, but contact with the head now, certainly this season, people are getting sent off for it, aren't they? It, it, to me, it looked like a bit of a cheap shot. I thought it was a cheap shot, really. It, you know, maybe, maybe you know, not a sending off, but the way things are going this season, yeah. But in, the, in an ideal world, perhaps it's the yellow card. But it was a cheap shot. He, he came in and he, he took him out. There was no need to do that. Nile was going to ground. So I thought it was a bit of a nasty tackle from, from a bloke who's probably twice the size of Nile level. So, um, yeah, and we've lost Nile now. And we've lost him for, for, for the next game against Wigan as well. So we, we lose out twice there. So it's disappointing, that really disappointing. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think probably they did get the right decision. I know the State Ellen's coach was a bit disappointed with the decision, but... I think if someone had chopped to Ben Barber around the head like that, I think he'd have been the first one to complain. Yeah, I don't think he had any arguments really. He did put a bit of a brave face on on the press conference. Guy said, "Well, he was going down," but for me, definitely sending off. You know, he went like you said, he attacked the head, um, and yeah, you know, unfortunately, it didn't make any difference to the scoreline, did it? But you know, justice was served there. Yeah, and I think so. I think so. I watched the. Um, the well, I've, I've tried to watch the game again on Sky. I watched the first half. Um, earlier in the week and I keep seeing it in the planner and going shall I have another double here? but I didn't watch the second half but, but no I watched it and I was listening to what the um, I always like to have a listen to what the, the Sky people say you know, how, how, how they interpretate things and sometimes I think it's funny because it, it seems to depend which team it is to, to what they say and I know Stuart Cummings he, he can be sort of He's, he's never very consistent. He's changed his mind like he changed his underpants. But he was saying about the um, the, the night levels. He, he sort of said, "Oh no, it's his uh, contact with the head." But you know, he's uh, he's it he doesn't look too bad. And I thought he just chops him round. It's a stiff arm. And then after he, he looked at it again, he sort of changed his mind. And I said, "Oh no, yeah, it's a sending off that." So so yeah, it's it's a funny one sometimes. But I thought it was I thought it was cheap. But I thought it was late. And he, he didn't have to do it, did he? It was a silly challenge, really. Yeah, I'll have to salute you, Paul, for. Thinking about watching it, you know, more than once. I watch it live, and I don't think I'm watching it again. That's no, well, I was talking to me Darren um, of, of Thursday night of the match, and uh, he said to me, he says, I tape him every time when I'm on Sky. But he says, if we get beat, I never watch him again. So I think he's got. He said, I've got loads of me plan at home, but, you know, from last season that we've lost, but I've never watched them again. I do. I tend to. I know they sit down, you know, a night after work, and I'll, I'll have a watch of it and see what what we did wrong and that, and have a look, but. Uh, after watching the first half, I couldn't. 
<laughs> we didn't really go to the second round. I don't know the commentators again, and we do it as well, so yeah. it was a bit depressing. So, no. You know, I might watch it next week. Yeah, you never know. When, when, <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you want to feel sad and low, I'll put it on. I think that might be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, the fi- you know, final score of the game uh, for us, Chris Wellen. Great try, I thought. You know, flied across the line and he went over in the corner. Nice kick. It was a nice kick through. Was it the kick through? Oh, sorry. Was it the kick through that one? Yeah. Well scored. Yeah, it was a nice kick through that. And uh, good end to the game. It was always nice to score. But at least the game was was done and dusted then, really. And uh, St. Helens had scored some cracking tries in that second half. Cut us to, cut us to pieces, really. And there, there wasn't really many many highlights from a from a Salford perspective, really. It was a, it was a real, real, real drubbing. And we've not seen uh, seen. Like many of them for a while we have seen them before against St. Helens but this season we've sort of held our own in most of the games so it was a bit of a shock really to you know going into the game I didn't really expect us to, to win I must admit I know I said I'm in prediction he will win because I always always back us but I thought it'd be a tough game and I thought Saints might edge us but I didn't think it'd be anything like that you know 50 points uh, margin so yeah really really disappointed with that, with that but sometimes like we said before about the modern game your teams get rolls on and things like that and it's hard to stop sometimes isn't it and you know that's that's the way it is now, and we we can't dwell on it now. We can just move on from that and uh, put things right. Yeah, looking at the, the stats, the top tacklers: Logan Tompkins with forty-six, George Griffin with thirty-three, Mark Flanagan with twenty-seven, uh, Lee Mossett with nineteen, Jack Littlejohn with nineteen. Yeah, did a lot of tackling. Yeah, we missed a lot as well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We, did. we missed a lot. I think I don't. I wouldn't read too much into that stat, Rob. No, uh, top meter makers. This is an interesting one. Um, only Craig Cockjack got over 100 metres. Right. We didn't have a lot of ball though, Rob. Yeah, true. St. Helens had an awful lot of ball and, and that's how the game goes now, doesn't it? I mean, I was looking, um, I was out on, on Sunday with my family and what have you and uh, my dad was out with me and he said, oh, have a look at this. When we was looking at the scores, he's like a kid, my dad. He'd be, on, a, on a Sunday, if you spend any, like, a bit of time with him, he's on his phone all the time, you know, looking at the scores, oh, such a body's winning, so, you know, checking all the scores out. He said, uh, he was telling me about the York York City Knights score and I couldn't believe it. They, they, I think they got beat 144-0. And I was thinking to myself, how do you score that many points in, in a game of rugby league? I mean, that other side, I think it was uh, West West Wales, I think it was. They mustn't have had any ball whatsoever because to score that, I think they scored twenty five tries or twenty six tries. That must be, you know, get the ball, score, get the ball, score, and it must be. So how much possession did they have? And obviously, our defeat to say hello wasn't that many, but they had an awful lot of ball, didn't they? Compared to us, probably. Had, I mean, I'd, I would like to see the stats. That stat, Robert, how many sets of six we had compared to how many sets of six St. Helens had because. I bet it was hardly any really, especially in their half as well. In that first half, we had hardly any position, possession in uh, in sort of their their twenty. Yeah, they made uh, meter makers. They made one thousand seven hundred twenty-eight meters. Saints, we just got to eight hundred thirty. Uh, two hundred carries. We were on sort of two hundred twenty carries. So yeah, they had a bit more, you know, juice in the tank. Really, we made three hundred forty tackles in total. They made fifty fifty less. So yeah, yeah. We, they were they were. They were, you know, they had a lot of ball and we did a lot of tackling, and that and that basically, you know, kind of covers the game, really. The schoolers really robbed, didn't they? Mm. The schoolers, they, they they made us look poor. And it's funny because when we played them at their place, I think it was thirty-four-two, we got beaten. Yeah, we struggled. We didn't score, but it was sixteen-two, I think, with about ten minutes to, to go. One, it was a tighter game. We we competed in that game against St. Helens on Thursday night. We didn't really compete at all, did we? We were like brushed aside. It was like men against boys. Um, so that was worrying. That was that was worrying. I thought, and what we don't want to do now is that to affect affect the confidence and. 
because we've got some big games coming up now over the next the next month. It's it's uh, Wigan, Lee, and then we've got the Magic Weekend and a home game against Huddersfield and Widnes away at Hull. So we've got some got some games against the sides in and around us as well, which are important that we we get results in. Yeah, we spoke to Lamataze, Jake Shorrocks, and we had Ian Watson in coach's corner hall after the game, and this is what they have to say. So I'm joined by Lamatazzi. Tough defeat that. Yeah, it is, mate. It's, it hurts that. But, yeah. Oh, honestly, I'm sorry. I've got nothing much to say. It's, you know, as a, as a player, you pride yourself. And, but they're just a better team in the end. See you, Chappers. Yeah, obviously. A week now to, to obviously look at what happened and obviously fix it in training. Yeah, for sure. Um, looking away will be tough, so we'll fix it and get back on the horse. Yeah, obviously, like you said, Wigan, opportunity to win, and obviously we're in the top eight now, which which is good. You know, hopefully we can continue to build, and who knows where we can go. Yeah, for sure. We just, you know, we can't let that happen again, and just need to move on from this and up onwards and upwards. Cheers. Big thanks to us in the devil in detail. So I'm joined by Jake Shoddocks. Tough defeat, that. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's bitterly disappointed with how you know, we performed there from 1 to 80, so that's, that's not good enough from us. Yeah, obviously it's a learning curve. Those Saints had a very good side. They're on fire at the moment. I suppose you're going to take a lot from that. Not really, no. No? no um, that wasn't us. You know, I wasn't how we, we, we planned to play in the week. and. No, I don't think we can take a lot from that, I'll be honest with you. No? no. Have, you have you settled in at Salford? Obviously been here a while? Yeah, I'm settled in now. You know, all the boys have been great. and Ian and Martin Gleeson have been really good with me and, um, you know, giving me a lot of confidence, you know, putting me in at their house and stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all settled in now. Yeah, Wigan next week. Hopefully an opportunity to bounce back. Yeah, definitely. I think I've been given the OK to play against Wigan as well. So, you know, it'll be a weird one, but, you know, I think we'll be looking to improve on how we, we play today, definitely. Cool. Hopefully we'll record a win. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> Cheers, thanks for talking Cheers, to us man. in the Devil in Detail. Right, thank you Ian Watson for joining me. It must be tough to speak to the press after that. Can you put your finger on that performance? Where did that come oh, from? Mate, I don't know. We just didn't turn up from the off today. Um, we just, I think... Junior kind of knocks on it and play the ball, very sloppy, lack of kind of concentration and um, kind of that seemed to set us on a downward spiral really for the first half and then we didn't have much ball and Saints, you know Saints can attack with ball so you defend your goal line and you're asking for problems with, especially with someone like Benny Barber out the back but we weren't good enough as a, as a full team today, we, we didn't initiate any kind of contact defensively or in attack really. I'm frustrated we've lost Nile levels as well, I know the St. Helens play was, was sent off but that's no no comfort for no, you, we're going to lose Nile for next week now as well aren't we? Um, well we don't know, we've got like a seven day turnaround at least so he'll be touch and go, touch and go for next week. How oh, is he Nile? Is he, is he uh, failed his head test? Could he come, yeah, come back Niall's on? Yeah, his head test mate, yeah so he was, he was knocked out. He's, he's walking around and starting to, and talking now in there but... Like I say, what we've got to be doing as well is we've not got enough players really, mate, to be fair, to, to be manoeuvring them around because of the situation we're in as a club. Um, but we can't be putting players out there if if the, if the doubts are the 50-50 because we, we've got a massive probably six weeks coming up really with um, the games we've got. We've got Wigan, we've got Challenge Cup, we've got the Magic Weekend, Catalan, Huddersfield. 
hold and witness. So there's going to be a big period there for us as well, and we need to make sure that our, um, we've, we've got a focus going forward. So we want to win every game. We have to be smart with our team. We got back in. No one said we got back into the game. But Tyrell McCarthy got us on the score sheet. Yeah. Twenty-two points to six. I thought the turning point of the game there, Josh Wood. He forces a drop out, some great play, yeah. and then he's offload. Yeah, Benny Barber interception. Barber yeah. intercepts, and there's only probably yeah. Ben Barber who could have done that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Look, he's, he's an outstanding player, mate. He's kind of lit up the competition here, so hopefully he's kind of all right, really. Um, so he can cause a few other teams of them problems. But yeah, we, we scored with Tyrone. Like I say, if we'd have scored when we're up there with Josh, um, when he kind of throws that interception, if we, if we score then, gives you a little bit of a different slant because all of a sudden we've had a little bit of a fair share of the ball and although it's 22-12 then you, you get a bit of a better feel for it. Defending against 12 men, it, it seems frustrating the way St. Helens sort of created the overlap against 13 players. Is that something that concerns you? Because the defence has been good this season up until tonight. Really. Very good, mate. Um, very good all, all year apart from tonight, um, which is not our standards at all, which is way below it. But there's a difference between having Benny Barber playing out of your back and giving that little bit of extra kind of quality out there. I mean, I've gone through all his individual clips all week in every game he's played and the way he moves, and he moves well the ball there and things like that as well, he's, he's a different class, mate. He's, um, he sort of glides around the pitch, yeah, doesn't he? He's just a different level of player, mate. And, some of the smartness stuff you, you've seen it we stood on the sideline here and like little John's kind of got caught by Tio because to go to the floor Benny Barber's kind of running from five yeah. metres away shouting touchline touchline and he's got hips under him and he's drove him in the touchline where Jake Bibby comes through to try and score he attacks the ball with his arm and smart players do that and um, players who are kind of experienced in them situations not many teams have them mate so when it, it's kind of hard to put a, a finger on it I just think we just weren't there today it does seem strange sometimes we look at scores like Wakefield beat St. Helens we stuff yeah. Wakefield and it, rugby yeah. league sometimes happens like that and it's yeah. hard to put your finger on how things so. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it's, I suppose like you said before with, with Junior Sal that first instance if you yeah. start a game poorly like that, it's very hard to claw back against a, a quality side yeah against the Saints or a Wigan or a Leeds and so like you start poorly and you you, you give them a couple of tries you, you, you're struggling to come back you've got to be a real resilient team to stick in there and come back through the other side and once they're just having all the fair share of the ball, they just they rip us apart to Like I said before, Wigan away yep. next Friday, so you've got eight days to prepare, yep. but it doesn't get any easier, that's another tough away trip. Not, oh, it's a massively tough game as well, and like I say, we're running a little bit low on troops, so we need to be kind of smart, really. Any signs of anybody coming in? I know I ask you this every week, but um, not at the still moment, talking. Yeah, yeah, well, the, the, the club is still working on it. Still working we, on we, it. We've done everything we can do now, we're just waiting yep. on the camp of the club and stuff like that. So. What did you make of the Challenge Cup draw? We got Leo. Way. That was yeah, another tough one for us. Yeah. Tough, you yeah. could have done with a home game, really, yeah, couldn't yeah. you? No, it'd been great to get a home game. Anybody at kind of home, obviously, apart from Saints after tonight. Um, but yeah, look, I'm still confident in our group, and that, that will be good and we'll be right. It's just today we've had um, a real bad day. Um, it, to be fair, and luckily enough for us, we've not said that too many times this year. This is a setback, and all, but you as a coach now, you've got a perfect opportunity yeah. to put that right. Wigan's a big, big away game, you're not at home, so it's not probably a game we're expected to, to really win. But obviously you're going to target the game, aren't you, and, and try and put things right? Yeah, we, we need to fix up some of our own things there as well. Like I say, moving forward in the next couple of weeks is being really smart um, at making sure we box clever with players rather than risking some of the players. Young Ben, Nakumbawai. 
he was uh, kind of took out today because he had a little bit of a tight calf. Was that why he was missing? Yeah, right? so, uh, and he's played a hell of a lot of games. This is the most games he's ever played at first team. We've got Jake Bibby in that situation. We've got Josh Wood in that situation as well. The guys who've not played loads of consistent games of football. And it, worked, it does have an effect. And Rob Louis kind of went into the game last week with a little bit of a twinge on his calf as well. And the last thing we could do with was losing with Bennett. Um, especially, like I say, when we've got them games coming up against your Lee, your Catalan, your Huddersfields, because they're going to be massive games for us and massive games for our season, really. Bit of news this week, Daniel Murray signed a new, a new contract yeah. as well. Was that a pleasing for you? Because yeah, I know really there's good. been clubs sniffing around Daniel, and you think a lot of young Daniel, don't yeah, you? Yeah, no, um, to be fair, there was about four or five clubs who wanted a piece of Daniel as well, and I'd kind of let it known towards that day what they were interested in him. Um, so the fact that he's decided that his future's here and he wants to continue developing the way he is doing, that's good for us. Um, like I say, Daniel's one of them that will probably play next week at Wigan um, and come back into the fold as well. And as I say, it's, it's balancing this all out with having quite a lot of young lads who are kind of fresh in as well and developing the right way and not just thinking, you know what, we've got a small squid and squad and we've just got to keep throwing him out there. Just going back to the on-loan players, uh, Gavin Benyon has been getting good reviews at yep. Swinton. Does he figure in your plans for later in the season? Or? Yeah, it, 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 more or less straight away kind of thing. He comes back into the to the fold uh, next week as well. So I spoke to Andy Maisie on Tuesday night and he said he's been playing rubbish, yeah. so don't call <laughs> yeah. him back. He was like telling a few fibs yeah, to us. He's but been outstanding, mate. He's been playing yeah. like 70 odd minutes in yeah, the big game time as yeah. well. So yeah. we've been watching all his games. It's one thing we do with him is um, all the coaching staff watch um, all the games. Of you get down to Swindon quite a lot, don't you? Yeah, watching them or, yeah, or we'll watch him on um, the video, we'll get the video and then we'll go through it. And generally, a little bit later on in the week, we generally get to them guys after we've obviously dealt with our kind of first team game here but it's important that we do that so we know where they're at and we know what they're working on so when they come into our first team they can just drop straight in definitely well uh, thanks for speaking I know it's difficult coming speaking yeah. to me tonight but thanks a lot Ian and I shall see you next week mate yeah. right, Paul. Jake Shorrock and Ian Watson in coaches corner Paul talking about the defeat against St Helens and we spoke to, spoke to Lamatazzi after the game and Jake Shorrock and they both looked and sort of sounded really really sad yeah, well, yeah, you're a professional, aren't you? You want to do well, Lamatazzi alluded to that. And especially at home as well. You want to impress, don't you? And, uh, you know, the professional lads, aren't they? And to lose like that, it must, it must hurt. I mean, it's the supporters, doesn't it? But 60 points is a lot to concede at home. And they pride themselves on, you know, performing, especially in their own games as well. So they'll be hurting this week now. And I think you'll see a response at Wigan. I know a lot of people have sort of backed against us I mean I've just been doing my scores on my little prediction league with all the lads on Facebook all the Yorkshire lads who are in that with me and every single one of them again is backed so it's all to lose apart from me so uh, <laughs> so yeah it, it's going to be it's going to be a difficult game coming up this week and, but I think we'll see a response after that I think you've got to do I think you've got to see a response after that and Ian Watson will be working hard in training this week and you know speaking to Ian after the game he was disappointed but he was disappointed but he wasn't sort of down and out he wasn't down downbeat and totally distraught about it he was thinking about fixing things up and you know you've got to do I mean you can't sort of Ian can only do so much Rob can't he we've said this loads of times he can't go out there and do the tackling for you and, and score the tries for you he can do as much of the coaching on the training pitch as possible and then it's up to the players to go and deliver and, and they didn't deliver against the, against St. Helens yeah obviously on the positive side though Paul we're still in the top 8 there's still the gap so we're not sweating we're not too com- comfortable yet and I'm sure Ian Watson looks at that injury list and thinks well you know a couple of weeks down the line you know I'll get my players back I can continue to, to move forward and I think it's just this type of a uh, you know part of the season where you get injuries and, and you know farm dips a little bit it's about 
how you get through that and, and that's how you the, ma- the making of this team I think because obviously we've been there before we've, we've, we've hit rock bottom haven't we um, and it's just about keep going forward and keep you know pretend, keep you know trying to play and, and trying to be the best you can be yeah certainly we've only got a small squad as well haven't we so in, in injuries are part of past like every team sort of gets injuries some worse than others and when you've got a small squad and you've not got the backup there it, it's going to affect you more than the sides who've got the big the big pack the big squads and the, the academy teams and the under 19s the reserve teams they've got like an abundance of players to bring in whereas we haven't we, we're sort of down to the bare bones really aren't we and we've had to bring the lads back from the loans this week haven't we Levy Gavin Benyon and um, who else was, it? was out on loan I think just just them two recently mm-hmm. wasn't it? They're, they're back in the, in the squad so you know it's good that we've got those guys back but it's going to be it's going to be difficult Ian's got it difficult we've said it before haven't we as well about the players that he's lost you know, we're not going to go into leaving them all off now, but you know, losing O'Brien as well in mid-season's not helped, and we've not replaced them, have we? You know, there's talk about signing Matty Russell. That doesn't look like that's coming off now. So Ian's doing it tough. He, he's only got the the players there at his disposal, hasn't he? So he can only pick those guys. And you say that about injuries, players coming back. What you don't want is more injuries because that's what tends to happen, doesn't it? You tend to get a couple of injuries, then you tend to get like a, a whole pile of them, don't you? So fingers crossed, we don't get any more on on Friday night against Wigan. We can get through that game. And, uh, and give a good account of ourselves. Yeah, uh, big thanks for your three-word match reports and man of the matches um, for the game against Saints. It's heavy reading, no, to be fair. Uh, Colin Reynolds, uh, embarrassing, embarrassing, embarrassing. Man of the match, nobody. I wouldn't say it was embarrassing, I just think Saints were the better side. Um, no, I, can, I know where it's coming from. I think he was embarrassing 60 points. Holmes and drubbing, Rob, isn't it? And if, you look, if you think back over the years, we've had a lot of drubbings like that against St. Helens at home. You've only got to go back to games at the Willows. We've had quite a few there at the AJ Bell Stadium as well. And, you know, it's we've had a lot of hammerings over the years and over the last sort of 10 or 15 years, we've had loads of 60 points and 50 points signings and quite a lot at home as well. So, yeah, you, you can't be doing that in your own games. You've got to be, you've got to have that, you've got to have that resilience and that mental toughness and hang in there in games. And I thought we sort of folded up like a pack of cards on Thursday. And it was disappointing. Yeah, I, I think we've been beaten worse than that. And I think yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we're putting worse performances than that. So, I mean, new Saints at home, you know, isn't a, a isn't like a, a nailed on win. It's, it's you know the stars lie, ally and align, and you know we get luck of the green, then we we'll, we might get you know we might get a win, but probably the worst performance for a few years though. Can you think of one worse in the last few years? I'd sort of. I'm thinking of maybe the. We've had a few 50-pointers, haven't we, at home against against Saints? We've had 70 points away at Leeds, didn't we? Leeds what I'm we, we get beat by Leeds at home by about. Yeah, we've had a few 50-pointers off Leeds, haven't we? That was a bit bad. Well, yeah, it's, it, it, was a, it was a bad result, though, wasn't it? Bad performance. And the scoreline as well, was it? It's a lot of tries to concede that as well. Mm. And especially against 12 men. Yeah, that's what I suppose that's the thing. Um, Colin Wilson, men against boys. Um, Chris and Janet Shenton totally outclassed. Uh, their man of the match was Ben Barber, who was terrific. All evening, even though we we carted off in the ambulance at the end. Yeah, he's he's all right though. Now he's got the um, has he got the all clear now? Yeah, his shoulder on it. So yeah, he, he he fell badly on that. So it's good to see he's got the all clear. But yeah, he was good. He, he was he was good in attacking defence. I think there was one one moment that sort of epitomised his, his game. Really, was when um, he, he tackled Jake Vivian sort of dragged him into touching all one movement. That was quality bit of play that. You know, his attacking play is good, but his defence and just the little things that he does as well. 
clever player, really clever player, and uh, he's gonna they're gonna take some stock in Saint Helens. I mean, if, if he gets injured, I think he's a massive hole out of their their side because there's a few players in there, the likes of John Wilkin that you know they're, they're struggling a bit now. They're knocking on a bit, aren't they? And he's I wouldn't say he's carrying them, Ben Barber, but he's he's uh, he's winning a lot of games for him and assisting and scoring tries. And a lot of the, the, the good players coming through it. I'll say I'll say that he's carrying them because I think he is the. He was a catalyst for everything good. Well, I think if he got injured, Rob, I think they'd, they'd struggle. Yeah. I think I don't think they'd be wiping the floor with team because he, you know, the game we had at their place, he was he was the difference really, wasn't he? With his, his try assists and the tries that he scored, you take him out of their side, I bet they're a totally different team. Yeah, um, Tony Frame, uh, very very poor performance. Uh, I'll be world class opponents. About right, uh, his man of the match is Jake Billy, uh, Jake Bibby, uh, Stephen bullied all over. Um, Jan painful to watch so yeah they're all about like that really uh, Mark Illingworth from the Super League pod it's always a good podcast to listen to if you love you with the league that and you've got three hours spare um, he says uh, you lacked intensity I think he was right I think Salford did lack a bit of zip against Saints yeah well if you go back to the week before against Wakefield we came out in that game all guns blazing it was a mindset that we were going to win that game and yeah, we came out and roasted Wakefield, didn't we? And we didn't seem to have that that intensity going into the St. Helens game. If you remember, rewind back to the start of the Saints game, I think Junior Sal comes up with a messy play of the ball and laxy daisy could start, really, I thought. And if you start like that in game, sometimes teams like St. Helens, you can't afford to give them any sort of leg up. You need to get in the faces, get, get an early score, don't you? And let them know you're there, rough them up. But we didn't. We seem to hand that game on a plate to him through sloppy play like that. And, you know, once you start a game like that, it's very hard to, to get out of that rhythm. Then. Yeah, it's, it's like I say, against St. Ellen's as well, they're a top, top side, so you need to be on your on your top game, don't you, to, to compete yeah. with them. And the part of the way on the Friday night. So, that's the report talking about the Saints' defeat, and what we'll do now, we'll see what news has come out of the club this week. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Live. Radio Contact. Coming out of Salford, Red Devils this week. Good news, Sam Barnsley from the Educational Academy uh, trained with the first team uh, this week, Paul. You know, it's great, obviously, a kid playing in the uh, Educational Academy get the opportunity to play with the, the first team and learn from them. Yes, yeah, certainly, yeah, and what what uh, you know, a credit that is, you know, he's been working hard there, and to go and train with the first team lads, that that's something to to tell your mates about, and, and a big confidence boost for him as well. And that's great to see sort of that pathway getting developed. I know we've got still got to get the under 19s back and the, the academy sorted, but you know, the the, the the small steps that we make at the moment, that's a massive progression there. They must have some faith in that lad if he's uh, going training with the first team, because it's a big step up that. So uh, congratulations to him, well done. Let's hope he can uh, keep progressing. Yeah, it's what I can say. It gives hope, doesn't it, to the rest of the development uh, educational academy squad that, you know, if they're good enough, they'll get a shot on Dream Watson. Yeah, certainly, certainly. And we need that pathway, don't we, Robin? Those lads are all uh, all want to do the, the right thing, don't they, and play for, play for Salford and play rugby league professionally. That's what they're in it for. So, uh, you know, not many lads do make it, do they, at the, at the top level. But if we've got lads there that are good enough and they're going to get the chance, it's really exciting for them. Yeah, also, there were four lads from Hotwood Hall High school played, um, trained with the first team as well. You know, it's, it's getting your players from different areas, uh, giving the opportunity to play with the, the the first team, and then who knows what happened? It might develop, and you know they'll go back and, and teach the the fellow players, you know, certain things you learn, and then the quality gets better and better. 
Yeah, certainly Otwood Hall College it is that. There's, there's two campuses of that. There's one in Rochdale and one in Middleton, so they're both sort of in the Rochdale area. Um, I used to live near, near there, so I know that quite well. And they've got like, uh, they do rugby league sort of um, courses and all sorts there, you know. And um, they have they have a good college side as well, Hotwood Hall, who are doing, doing well in the uh, in the college league. So there's some good kids come through there. Rochdale, Mayfield as well are in that area, but all the Oldham clubs are around. So there's some, uh, there's some decent players and... You know, they, they, they've got a good breed of players that neck of the woods. So if we can tie in links with them as well and uh, you know get those players coming through our system and support those players, I think that's great for us. Yeah, I suppose it, it puts, like you said, building blocks in place. And, you know, I suppose right now you might not see the, 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 the flutes of the label. What, three, five years down the line, uh, you're hoping that you'll be able to convey about these players into our squad? Yeah, well, that, that if you look at that, the models of Leeds and Wigan and St. Helens, that's that's what they've done, haven't they, over the over the last sort of 40, 50, 60 years or whatever. And uh, you've got the kids playing it in the schools there. They've got all the amateur sides playing there. They've got a great system at, at, at their clubs, haven't they, where they, they bring players through. And they've got they have got a convey about the players, haven't they, that they bring through. So it takes time. It's not something that can be done overnight. But, uh, you know, we seem to be going in the right direction, but it's going to take a long time before we're up to, to their sort of levels. Yeah, Andy Rover in his uh, um, sort of recent blog talks about trying to get Salford-born players in the squad. And I think it's, it's a good ambition to have. Obviously, you know, we've got all different clubs in the area, Paul, and, uh, you know, the right kind of coaching, the right development uh, put in place, you know, it could happen in the next sort of three to five years, you never know. Yeah, it'd be great to get Salford born players in the squad. To be, to be honest with you, it doesn't matter where they're born, really. I mean, obviously, hometown players are nice, aren't they? But as long as you've got decent young players coming through that, that are, um, the, the club means something to that they've been at. I mean, Nile Levels is not a homegrown Salford player, is he? But you look at Nile, he's been at the, the club since he's what, 15 year old, 16 year old, he's been there a while now and come right through the system. And so if you ask Nile, he's pretty loyal to Salford. So I don't think it's the be all and end all that they're born in Salford. But that would be nice to have. Uh, homegrown players like that and you know it seems like we're moving in the right direction with that now and uh, it's good to see yeah fits in with that community field they're trying to build where you know the whole sort of community get involved if you're a player or you're a family member of a player you you follow the team and you know little things like that make a difference they certainly do and that's how your crowds build as well Rob you know, when there's, we've said this before, haven't we, about, you know, that, that community feel, you've got, like, your young players playing there, and as you said there, their families are going to come, they're going to tell their friends, and that's how you build it. And um, we said it before, a lot of that got lost when our academy got scrapped for, for one reason or another, and, you know, my feelings on that, and I could talk all night about it, so I won't bother, but, but yeah, I think it's great that we're moving in that right direction, and hopefully, hopefully in the next couple of years, we can start getting all that, that pathway put together, you know, and have, a, and have a real academy uh, the club perhaps an, an alliance team an A team as well a reserve team or whatever you want to call it I think I think it's very important that you have all these uh, these things in place especially when you need a squad like like in the Super League if you're going to challenge in Super League top 8 top 6 you need you need a big squad you need you need those resources to count on don't you you can't do it on the cheap no not at all you need you need your building blocks don't you and I think yeah investment is, is, is important as well but if you've got quality players coming through um, it, it does help because obviously you don't have to keep putting your hand in your pocket um, to, to buy these you know players that you might need. Something to look look at in the future, I'm sure. You know, Andy, uh, Andy uh, Rosler and, and, and Cole and the rest of the trustees are kind of building towards you know creating something like that, and it's only going to be good, I think. Uh, you know, down the line, that as long as they keep focused and they keep you know putting the ideas up, um, it'll click eventually. I think. That's also, mate.
Yep, uh, next bit of news. Uh, tickets available uh, still for the Wigan game, the Catalan Magic game, and uh, Lee in the Challenge Cup. Um, important, obviously, because four weeks without a game, Paul, but if you go into these games, these away games to follow the boys, you get down to the stadium and buy your tickets there because the club gets 25% of every ticket sold, uh, and that's valuable juice in the tank. Yeah, it certainly is. We say that every week, don't we, about... Um about buying your tickets from the club, I think it's very important that you get them from there, and uh, like you say, we get that that money as well. So uh, any any money that can, the club can get a, a bonus. Yeah, and obviously you can ring up and order your tickets and get them to send it to you, or go and pick them up. Just think it's a, a great way uh, to support the club, even then we don't play at home. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So that's all the news we've got this week. Uh, and next up, we've got Paul's amateur report, where he looks back at all the fixtures and results for our amateur clubs. And then we'll look forward to the game against Wigan on Friday night. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report. We'll start off with the National Conference League this week. Rochdale Mayfield went down in the Premier Division by 38 points to 22 away to Underbank Rangers. Another defeat for Mayfield. That leaves them third bottom in the table with just one win from their seven games at the start of the season. So uh, a bit of a struggle this season for Mayfield at the moment. Moving on to Division 2. Saddleworth Rangers went down in a thrilling match against East Leeds. 30 points to 24. East Leeds ran away with that. 20 points to 18 at half-time. A ding-dong second half. But Saddleworth just falling short in that game. In Division 3, there's some good news from Oldham St Anne's they beat Stanley Rangers by 70 points to 16 a fantastic win there Salford City Roosters however went down to Barrow Island at home by 38 points to 12 Barrow Island five wins from their first six so it was a gutsy effort from the Salford City Roosters who came up with tries from Martin Judge and Christian Higgins and Paul Morgan improved them both with his uh, with his conversion so 38 points to 12 there the fixtures for this coming Saturday there's no match for Rochdale Mayfield but there is a game for Saddleworth Rangers in Division 2 they're at home to West Bowling in Division 3 Salford City Roosters play Eastmoor Dragons at home and there's a big derby match in Oldham between Waterhead Warriors and Oldham St Anne's those games are all played on Saturday the 5th of May Right, well, moving on to the North West Men's League. There's quite a few no results and postponements this week, so I'll just give the results that I do have for you. In Division 2 on Saturday, Lee East A24, Berry Broncos 6. That was in Division 2. Another Division 2 game, Wigan St. Jude's A32, Oldham St. Anne's A26. In Division 3, Crossfields A38, Rochdale Cobras 16. Fantastic win for Langwood Reds in Division 3. They beat Eccleston Lions by 40 points to 6. Division 4, Kerry Z Rhinos went down at home to Runcorn by 23 points to 10. And in Division 5, Bolton Mets 18, Littleborough 42. The fixtures for this coming Saturday, the 5th of May, Premier Division, Folly Lane are at home to the Haitian Atoms. Division 1, Latchford Albion against Rochdale Mayfield A. Division 2, Oldham St. Anne's A at home to Manchester Rangers. Ulverston play Berry Broncos. Division 3, it's Rochdale Cobras against Langworthy Reds and Wigan Bulldogs against the West Horton Lions. Division 4, Blackpool Scorpions play Saddleworth Rangers A. And Division 5, Bolton Mets play the New Spring Lions and Littleborough play Higginshaw. There's one fixture in the Merritt League between Ash and Underline and Burnley and Pendle. Right, well, the youth junior Northwest Youth League will start with the under 18s Premier Division. There's just one result there. It was Waterhead Warriors 10, Lee Miners 18. Division 1 of the under 18s Oldham St. Anne's 0, Wigan St. Jude's 38. Division 2 Rochdale 50, Charlie Panthers 11. South Trafford 0, Burtonwood 32. And in the under 16s Division 2 West Horton 38, Saddleworth 6, Wigan St. Cuthbert's 4, Waterhead 42. There are no fixtures this coming Sunday because it's a bank holiday weekend. 
Well, there's a little bit of amateur news as well this, this week for you. Teachers wishing to attend the inaugural Teachers Conference at Salford in a few weeks' time must be at the AJ Bell Stadium in time for registration at 9am. Lions, detention or cane are not, League Express understands, on the agenda for late arrivals who be, be who will in any event be keen to get there early because of the presence of guest speakers Kevin Sinfield and Professor David Collins. So, as you can tell, I've got that from the League Express and there's a bit of a, bit of a joke in there somewhere. The conference, which will focus, pri on, focus primarily on identifying and developing talents in schools, will take place on Thursday the 7th of June. So places can be booked through the Rugby Football League. So that's 9am, AJ Bell Stadium, Thursday the 7th of June. There's a bit more news here regarding uh, the Great Britain Bulldogs over 35s game. The call has gone out to all the players who wish to be considered for the Great Britain Bulldogs over 35s game against the British Asian Rugby League Association on the Sunday the 17th of June. The match for the Joe Cox Memorial Trophy will be played as a curtain raiser to the championship fixture at the Foxes Biscuit Stadium between Batley Bulldogs and Sheffield Eagles. Interested players who must be 35 or over should email manager Martin Wood, this is all lowercase, on Martin slash Oh, sorry, it's that line at the bottom, whatever that is. I think it's under underscore, isn't it? Martin underscore ward at sky.com. Giving name, position, email and phone number. Great Britain Bulldogs, meanwhile, are due to feature in the Dubai Rugby Union 7s in November. So if you can get involved with that, you're over 35. Like I said, I'll just double-check with Rob that, that that email address. I'm sure when the line's at the bottom, it's underscore. So it's martin underscore ward at sky.com. But I'll ask Rob on the podcast. We'll, just, we'll have a chat about it and just double-check for you. Well, finally this week, before I leave you, this is not amateur news, but I always mention the Rugby League Challenge Cup in my amateur report because it's a very uh, important trophy for all the, the sides in Rugby League. And uh, the draw was made on Tuesday on the Chris Evans Breakfast Show on BBC Two, something I listen to with uh, excited ears. And the draw is as follows, if you've not already heard it. Hulkingston Rovers play Wigan Warriors. Castleford play St. Ellen's. That's on BBC One on Saturday the 12th of May at half past two. Toronto Wolfpack play Warrington Wolves. That game will be played at Warrington. It's going to be on BBC Two, Sunday the 13th of May at half past three. Lee Centurions play our very own Salford Red Devils. That's on Sky Sports, Friday the 11th of May, 7.35. But you better off going down there because Salford need all the support we can get. So we're get to that one if you can. Featherstone Rovers play Hull FC the night before, that's on Thursday the 10th of May at 7.35. The rest of the draw is Catalan Dragons home to Whitehaven, Widnes Vikings at home to Leeds Rhinos and Huddersfield Giants entertain Wakefield at Trinity. So it's quite a good draw that. Should be fun at least Centurions. I shall see you at Wigan for Salford's game on Friday night. Take care. Travelled to Wigan Warriors on Friday night, Paul. It's going to be a tough game with all the injuries that we've got, but you're hoping that Ian Watson and the players put in a big performance? Yeah, it'll be a tough game without all the injuries. We had the, the 1-17 to, to 17 out, really. But it's going to, be a, going to be a tough game. We've got some classy players, haven't they? Like George Williams, even the show for them, Sean O'Loughlin, Liam Farrell. Yeah, they've got some big names, Tompkins as well. So they've got, got class all over the pitch, haven't they? And, uh, they've started, I mean, people are talking about St. Ellen's have started the season really well. Wigan have started it well and all. They're only, um, I think, they're a point behind. Is it a point behind? Two points behind uh, behind Saints at the top of the table. But they've got a game in hand, so they've more or less got um, they're mirroring each other, you know, with their performances this season and points winning and games won, games lost, sort of thing. So, so yeah, they, they're going to be just as difficult as Saint Helens, I'd say, and to go there with, with a bit lower numbers. It's going to take um, take a big effort, but you know, if I was Ian Watson, I'd be we're drilling it into the players. Let's go out there. Let's make it difficult for Wigan. Let's get in the faces. Let's defend like our lives depend on it. You know, and if we don't get the result, 
let's make sure we go down fighting and put on a, a good show and I don't, I don't like saying keep the score down because that that's the mentality of, of, of me being a solo sport over the last 30 years but I don't mean that keep the score down I mean go there and do ourselves justice and you know whatever happens happens then doesn't it just dig in that's all yeah, that's all it that's, that's it yeah, it's, it's yeah. Just, obviously a lot of people say oh yeah let's go to Wigan let's try and keep it under 30 let's try and keep it under 40 let's not let's not think about keeping them under anything just yeah. play every just play we'll every tackle yeah. play every set and if, if there's a tackle to be made just try and make it or if there's a you know well, if, made, if you think back Rob over the last few years teams you know lesser than us have gone there and got results haven't they you know funny, funnier things have happened Witness have been there and won a couple of times and I think we've won, we've won there once haven't we in the, the sort of 20 years so so why not let's go there and, and upset him and, and play to, a, to a, a game plan let's make it difficult for him yeah. you know instead of instead of doing the same kickoff that we do every time let's 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 vary it let's hammer the ball on the floor or do the odd short kickoff make it as difficult as possible as we can for Wigan get him turning round get the ball kicking the ball into the end goal there repeat sets things like that really go and make the game don't Roll over for him and, and let him absolutely trump us. Let's go there, grit our teeth. You know, if you, if you have to do a few red shots or you know rough rough them up a bit, then fair, then fair dues do it. But don't go there and roll over for him. Well, we don't want to give it too many penalties away, Paul. Let's just let's I, didn't say, I didn't say I didn't say that red shot. Sorry. No. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. You, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, know, I mean, you know what you're saying. It's, it's, sometimes you've got to play it a bit close to the bone, haven't you? Yeah. And. Uh, and I think if you're going to get something from that game on Friday night, you've got to go there and, and roll your sleeves up. And, you know, if you catch Wigan on an off night, I've been to Solver games before, some of you, when we've gone to matches against teams where we weren't supposed to win. Not, not very often, may I add, but we have, haven't we? We've been to grounds where teams have had an off day. You know, they're expected to absolutely batter us and they've knocked the ball on, they've made mistakes. And you can grow in confidence, can't you, if that happens? I mean, we're not going playing the Australian test side on Friday night. We're going to play Wigan, who, you know, on the day, you might be able to get something off them. So I won't go there, you know, the fear of God in us. But it's going to be a tough night, yeah, but there's no reason why we can't go and give a really good account of ourselves. Yeah, obviously, like I said, Paul, there's nothing to lose, is there? Nothing to lose. No. We go to Wigan, you know, it, everyone's banking on Wigan to win. You know, the, the players, you know, put in a shift. You know, even if even if you get made by 50, 60 points, right, as long as the players have put a big shift in and they've grafted and they've worked hard, I don't think us fans can argue with that. I don't think you can ask for anything more, regardless of the score. Um, no, well, that, that all as you want, Rob, is, is 100% effort. Um, and I think that's all you can ask at the moment. Like, like we said before, we, we're not littered with internationals in that side. We've not got the biggest squad in the league. We've, we've sold some of our best players. So we're struggling out with Ian Watts, has got his back against the wall, really. All as you can ask is those players go out and, and give 100%. And, you know, some people might say, oh, you're being a bit negative there. You know, we need more than that. But you can only... Play, they're not superhuman either. they can only go and do their best and if they go and do their best then, then uh, I didn't think that it was their best on, on Thursday against Saturday. I thought it was a poor performance but let's forget about that now if we can go to Wigan and, and just give it our best shot then whatever it'll be will be won't it yeah no nine levels uh, but Ben Nakamboi comes back in uh, like you said Levy and Zungu uh, Gavi and Benyon uh, Jake Shorrits in the squad Della Olfert's in the squad you know opportunities for players who haven't really you know, in giving big game time to come in and stake a claim. Yeah, the fullback spot's going to be a going to be a good one. Who, who would you see uh, Ian playing at uh, fullback on Friday night? Me. Probably going to go with Little John, maybe. 
Thank yeah, it's a good show. I've down seen down. a few people today saying all first or full back. You've got uh, Jake, Bibby's in the squad as well, so Jake can play there. Jack Little John, yeah, yeah, I've seen him playing there, yeah. Uh, Shorrocks played there, didn't he, against St. Helens, albeit he didn't look very comfortable there, so that's going to be a bit of a headache for Ian, who, who, who plays at full back. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, uh, Salford will uh, you know, turn up the uh, the farm book and, and the uh, record books and uh, secure a Another win? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'd love it. I'd love nothing more than a victory on uh, on Friday night, Rob. But like I said to you before, as long as we go there and give 100%, and then those players will, will get clapped off at the end, won't they? And that, that's all we can ask as supporters. Just go there, give it give it their all, and uh, you know we'll see. But let's let's not make it easy for Wigan. Let's not just roll over and have our bellies tickled. Let's go there and you know and give them a game and. Uh, you know, make, make them work, make them work hard and, uh, you know, give it our best shot. Yeah, give us your score prediction uh, for the game, Paul. Hang on. Um, I, I did all my scores the other day on the back of my League Express and I left the, I left the Salford score blank exactly. because I didn't I didn't really have a clue what I was going to was gonna go <laughs> for. Um, and like I said to you before, I've never backed against Salford ever on these predictions nope. and I've never backed against them in the Prediction League on Facebook. Um, today, I've, always said no. I've, always, I've always said they're going to win every week but today I've changed my mind they're not going to win they're not Salford aren't going to win I've gone for a draw a draw I've gone for a draw mate uh, Wigan 20 Salford 20 2020 I'm I'm, I'm convinced Salford what a plonker <laughs> I'm convinced Salford's going to win here Paul I think you know with the world against us injury injury riven you know it's, it's, it's ass. it's ass on Friday thinking Wigan 10 Salford 26 26 10 can almost smell the meal coming yeah. a great win 26 10 you got more chance of a re-elected Pope you'll oh, <laughs> <laughs> be the new Pope on Saturday morning <laughs> yeah so yeah just, I'll, I'll clip that Paul I'll clip that uh, little uh, little chat there and uh, we'll listen back to that next week when we're celebrating another win yeah that'll be great that you'll be uh be too full after your meal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going for it. Where am I taking you for oh, this meal? No, eh? mate. It's getting patinis in Swinton. Something like that. That'd be nice. Uh, okay. McDonald's or something maybe. Either arm. I, I can do all the all the all the coffee places like that. <laughs> if we beat Wigan on Friday night, I'll come round and decorate your house on oh, Saturday yeah. morning. I'll tell you what, yeah, I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> yeah. um, I've got a new I've got a new a new shed that needs that needs putting uh, needs sorting so. Yeah, I think you could do me a lift on Saturday when we're right. celebrating. We'll see. <laughs> so big thanks we'll for tuning. Big, big thanks for tuning to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Patterson. You find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.